Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, musical instruments, the kindness project format and the five side effects of kindness. Hi and welcome to episode four of The Kindness Project. I'm with Charlotte J. Dames, officially the most excitable 14 year old in the world. And I'm with the one of a piano man, Chris Dave. I've always aspired to play the piano. I don't know about you. It's one of those things that um, uh, is has been on my bucket list for years now. But I know I know you're learning ukulele at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know an awful lot. Well, I say I don't know a lot. Um, but I think you're quite good. There's like loads of different chords, and mm. I tend to stick to the basic ones and just kind of just enjoy playing. Yeah. What's your favourite song to play on the ukulele? Um, Say Cribbins, please say Bernard Cribbins. I actually haven't done a Cribbins song yet. Oh, what? What one would you pick? Uh, Owl in the Ground. Oh, Owl in the Ground. Not Right Said Fred. No, Okay. Um, But some songs are really difficult to find, and sometimes what I do is I use a, a website and it gives me a recommended list of songs that they think I should play based on the ones I've already done. Okay. So I just usually click on one of those. Is that is one of those Seven Nation Army? Because you seem to play that no, quite no, a lot. No, that, that's from school. I learned how to do that at school. Okay. And what one do you enjoy playing the most? Um, no, there's a couple. Sharp and Dance, mm. Take Me to Church, I quite enjoy playing. Take Me to Church is an awesome track. It's, yeah. Yeah. Have you done any Palo Nutini yet? Yes. Okay. I did once or twice try new shoes. Okay. Fair enough. So... So I, one of my aspirations is to learn how piano. to play piano. And because I've now been officially dubbed hashtag jazz man, whatever that means, <laughs> I, I, I suppose I'd better learn how to play jazz piano at some point uh, in the future. I actually learned how to play all that jazz on piano at one point. See, all that jazz is a good tr- track. Can you play piano or not? Um, bits and pieces. I can play stressed out. All that jazz. A couple of bits that I can't remember, but they make us play piano at school. So yeah. obviously, yeah, you've done a bit of, of it. Yeah. So uh, we're in week four now, Charlotte. You enjoying the podcast recording so far? Yes. Cool. You don't sound particularly sure, <laughs> um, but thanks for your thanks for your enthusiasm yeah, and your encouragement. It is a laugh. It is a laugh. It's good fun. But what I want to do for our listeners is just to explain a bit about the format of the Kindness Project That's and right. and. A bit about why we're doing it. So uh, we did speak about this in episode one, but I want to just do a quick recap. And the reason we're doing this is because all we want to do is spread a little bit of kindness, happiness and joy to the world. And if we can talk about how people are doing that already and and sharing um, stories of kindness and news of kindness, we'd like to do that. Sharing the love. Hashtag sharing the love. We want to share the love a bit. Now, the format of each episode is going to go like this. Firstly, we're going to do a little bit of an introduction, and on on every podcast, we're going to have a podcast question of the day, and you don't know what that question is, do you? Oh, God, here we go. It's it's coming up, it's coming up. Then what we're going to do is share some good news stories of kindness from around the world, and we've got uh, kindness stories from America, Canada, Germany, Australia, and even Romford. I've got a kindness story from Romford in Essex. I know, I know. I'll I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about it soon enough. So we're going to be sharing some stories of kindness around the world. And then we're going to have a a, a 10, 15 minute slot, which is going to be all about um, one particular story or an interview or something we're trying to do. That's going to be the main event. 
And then what we're going to do after that is share some listeners' stories with you. So we actually think this isn't about us, Charlotte and I. We'd like your stories of kindness so we can share them with uh, the rest of our listeners. And let's just tell people how they can get in touch. So we're on Twitter. Oh, uh, hola, kindness. Hola, kindness. H- what, what's, what's the matter with the accent? What's the matter with the accent? You're pronouncing the H too but the, much. The problem, the problem is, Charlotte, you do it in your Cockney accent because uh-huh. you do hola, kindness. It's actually with a H, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a soft uh, H. Is it a soft H or a hard H? <laughs> <laughs> is it a soft or a hard not age? It's holla, it's holla. <laughs> right. It's H O L A kindness on Twitter. Our email address is holla. Hey! We've got <laughs> the holla right. Kindness Project. So it's holla at uk, and you can find our website on thekindnessproject.co.uk too. So please get in touch with listeners' stories. Please. And individual Twitters. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, let's do our individual Twitters as well. So you can find me at, at Chris Dames, D for Delta, A for Alpha, E for Echo, M for Mother, S for Sugar. And you can be found, Charlotte, at... Uh, Charlotte, uh, at Charlotte J. Dames. So Dames spelt the same way. Charlotte spelt C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E. And there's a J in the middle, right? There's a J in the middle. So, so we think that sharing stories of kindness interviewing people who uh, who are doing really good work to share kindness in the world um, is just something that we can do to improve everybody's overall kindness level and everybody's overall happiness even if it is in a tiny tiny little way we want to try and help do that now are you ready for question of the week <laughs> what was that I don't know <laughs> Let me try, let me try. Go on in. Are you ready for... Question of the week. <laughs> That's not bad. We'll try a different one next week. But let's have question of the week. So... Is it philosophical like last it's, time? Well, no, it's not philosophical because we failed miserable, miserably at answering <laughs> a philosophical question. Um, but the question of the podcast is, what country is on the top of your must-visit list? Japan. And why? So I, I love watching anime, which is obviously orig- originated in Japan. And I think it'd be quite nice to go and see the place where something I thoroughly enjoy comes from. And obviously, I'd like to see a lot of the culture. Yeah, it's a fascinating culture. Yeah, yeah, culture. and it's whereas here we think they're more polite over there. Yeah, as well. their culture is a more polite society so i've heard mixed things about japan i I think i think their culture is fascinating fascinating absolutely absolutely fascinating i think i think the it's a very hierarchical culture i've heard um and that can create pressures on people that aren't healthy um i want to visit and i i've only been once the happiest country in the world in a lot of polls each and every year Denmark. Did because you go to Denmark? We, you know what? We went to Denmark years and years, years and years and years ago, and we went on a ferry that was an overnight ferry. Yeah. From uh, Harwich, got on this ferry, got to Denmark. We were there for five hours, and everything was shut. Yeah, yeah. So we went to a place called Eshborg, um, and the most famous thing about Eshborg is three men looking out to sea. Now I'm not sure whether we got a 
uh, a really good representation of Denmark when we went. So I've got to go back. Yeah. And I've got to go to Copenhagen. That's the top of my list. And obviously, we've been talking about doing Tomatina as well. Uh, yeah, I fancy Tomatina, yeah, actually. Fun. I fancy Tomatina. So chucking tomatoes at random strangers <laughs> is, should be on everybody's list, I think. But yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get around to doing that as well. So what we'd like to do is hear from you. So not only with stories of kindness, but to answer the question of the podcast, what is on top of your must visit list now that's enough whittering from us for one week should we get on with the show yeah hello and welcome to, <laughs> to week four of hello <laughs> hello and welcome to week four of kindness news um we are going to be sharing kindness stories from around the world yeah you know but you know what today we're not venturing far so we're only venturing up into London. I mean, that might be far for some of our listeners, but not too far <laughs> yeah, for us. Not. And uh, I want to talk about um, the kids in a hospital called Great Ormond Street Hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, Great Ormond Street is known around the world as being one of the best children's hospitals in the world. And it talks about some of the work the nurses do. This news article that I found talks about some of the work the nurses do to make sure even if children are in hospital over the Christmas period, they still get to enjoy the benefits of Christmas. And there was a, a, a nurse, senior staff nurse, Hannah Sharman, who spent her time in a particular ward laying out gifts for the kids overnight while they slept so they can be unwrapped in the morning. Now, I know you've been in hospital and Sophie's been in hospital. It's a really difficult time for both parents and kids. Yeah. So... And it's probably, especially at Christmas. Yeah, sort of especially thing. at Christmas because it's kind of a special family time. Yeah, absolutely. So the fact that she uh, went out of her way to make sure that 250 kids, Proper. that's a lot of work, uh, woke up on Christmas morning and had... Um, gifts. Gifts. So uh, Miss Sharman said, and guess where she's from? Where? Where all the best people are from? East London. You know, it's, it's a good place. But she said, I would always give up any of my time to be with the children who are unfortunate enough not to be able to go home and spend Christmas with their families. Just being able to put out the presents for them and watch them wake up in the morning with a smile on their face is just the best feeling in the world. And what they also do is they staff put on silly hats and reindeer antlers, play games with the children who also get um, Santa visiting them um, just before Christmas. So not only do... Great Ormond Street Hospital do awesome medical work to help these children. Mm. They also care enough to make sure that they're not left feeling left out at Christmas. So what do you think of that? I think, yeah, I think it's a really nice idea because if I was stuck, like, in a room all all the time, I think I'd probably be pretty bummed half the time. Just, like, kind of really unenthusiastic about it. But they sound like like a group of nice people. They do. And I think that would probably make it a better experience. Yeah. I think I think nurses are in particular are usually nurturing caring people yeah, naturally. You, you have to be. Yeah. Kind of... Yeah, but to, to go above and beyond mm. at that time of year I yeah. think it's awesome work. Yeah. So well done, the nurses at Great Ormond Street Hospital for the work mm-hmm. you're doing. And uh, we'll see you for more kindness news next week. So, Charlotte, I've been reading a really good book about kindness recently. Yep. It's called uh, The Five Side Effects of Kindness by David R. Hamilton. And 
Dr. Hamilton talks about how kindness is good in a number of ways you don't expect. So one of the ways that he talks about is how kindness is actually good, and we're going to get scientific now. Scientific. 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 Because apparently kindness is really good for your heart. Now, do do you know how? Uh, Kindness chemicals in the brain something to do with yeah so so it's more hormones and there's a specific hormone called the love hormone would you like that how would you do it (laughs) (laughs) is that cough again (laughs) the love hormone so do you know what that love hormone's called no so it's called oxytocin and oxytocin is um, generated, it's naturally in your body but it can be higher and lower in different ways and it's generated by a, a number of different um, things interestingly it's uh, it's known for its role in breastfeeding f- so when mums give babies breast milk mm-hmm. there's ox- oxytocin contained in that however the body can naturally generate oxytocin and they can do this in a number of ways mm-hmm. so oxytocin is generated through feeling elevated feeling really happy yep so if you're happy, your body is naturally generating more oxytocin. Uh, if you comfort somebody, that connection, that bond, uh-huh. generates oxytocin. Ooh. Warm emotional contact generates uh, oxytocin. Supporting a friend or loved one. Wait, what's it called? Oxytocin? Oxytocin. Oxytocin. Yeah. Uh, just thinking about being kind apparently generates oxytocin. And you said this is all good for your heart? Yeah, it's good for your heart. I'll explain why it's good for your heart in a in a minute. But hugging, just giving somebody a good, a good cuddle. Hug. Yeah, see, I like a good hug. Hugging's not for everybody. I know that there's certain people who aren't too keen on a cuddle, but certainly I do love a good hug. And the way the way they um, the way they explain uh, the benefits as as of oxytocin is they talk about um, Harry Potter. So you might like this. And they explain it through um, a scientific process called oxidisation. So think oh, I ha- this. I've got to tell us what oxidisation is. It's like if you have an apple and yeah. you, you bite into it yeah. and the chemical reaction between the apple and the oxygen in the air yeah. causes the apple to go that brown colour that yeah. everyone tries to avoid when eating an apple. Yeah, that's right. So it's it, oxi- oxidisation has an impact on apples, but it also has an impact on the body what do, what do you think harry potter spectacles are of uh, to do with it i don't know so the process of oxidization if you think of uh, the molecules like sort of oxygen as o2 so there's two yeah. circles two o's mm-hmm. that's harry potter's spectacles oxidization is like voldemort uh, we weirdly we talked about voldemort again that happened in the last podcast um uh, splitting the Harry Potter's glasses and splitting the oxygen molecules. Now, apparently, that's not particularly good for you because yeah. uh, do you know why? Isn't it because like oxygen has to come in pairs? That's why when you write like a formula, it has to come as O2 and not just well, O2. Well, not necessarily because oxygen molecules apparently can come as um, a single uh, uh, mo- molecules, but they're different. They're called free radicals, and free radicals has an, a free too many free radicals in the in the body. <laughs> has an impact and wait why are they called free radicals because they're free man they're just free on their own yeah, well that's kind of lonely <laughs> well, I don't want to be lonely it is a bit lonely but apparently the body's got ways of coping so the body can create things called antioxidants that 
are willing partners of the free ones yeah. that match with the free ones, so they're not lonely anymore. So the body has a way to cope with Ooh. the impact of these free radicals. But even so, free radicals, too many free radicals in the bo- body, according to Dr. Hamilton's book, has a really negative impact on your heart. So it's a cause of o- oxidative stress, which is too many free radicals in the body. Wait, so how do you get too many free radicals in your body? So... Um, um, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, we'll have to get Mr. Dr. David Hamilton to answer that because I'm not sure. But apparently, oxidative stress plays a big role in cardiovascular disease. It's also linked with Alzheimer's, chronic fatigue, arthritis, Parkinson's, and a number of other serious conditions. So, effectively, one of the ways to... um, to solve this problem is apparently to be more kind because kindness produces oxytocin which can reduce inflammation what's oxytocin oxytocin is the hormone the love the look hormone so it's the one you get from hugging caring for people even just thinking about being more kind generates oxytocin that combats all these combats the free radicals the weird thing is i think the phrase free radical sounds quite cool I, I'd, I'd like to be a free radical, yeah. but the more I read about them, the, the more that I think... <laughs> they sound less free. And yeah. Like they're going to weigh you down for the rest of your life. Yeah, so <laughs> so the weird thing is, although we think about kindness as making other people feel better, and, and we've spoke before about how kindness can make us feel better, actually, it can also protect our heart and makes our, our heart feel better. What do you think about that? I think that's kind of a cool thought, because like, we always assume if we're doing something kind it's for others but actually it makes us actually healthier how else do you think it protect, protects the heart what 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 else could it produce soul. Yeah, the soul <laughs> well it is the love hormone oxytocin um but actually it's also i mean you think about kindness i don't think i've ever felt kind and stressed at the same time so eh. in the book dr hamilton talks about the fact that kindness is also an antidote to stress so it can offset the impact stress has on our hearts it's an additional reason why um, kindness is actually good for our hearts. Oh, cool. So have you learned something new today? I have learned many new things. Many new things. I've learned what, about the love hormone. Have, you've learned about the love hormone. Have you learned about free radicals, man? Free radicals, And man. even though they sound, sound <laughs> awesome, they, they, they sound might not be good free, for your body. They, they sound pretty free, man. No, you sound free, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, today's message is kindness is good for the heart. And healthy. And healthy. So, Charlotte, we've reached the end of another Kindness Project podcast. Have you seen that one? Not bad, not bad. I I, I really enjoyed it. However, However, we're getting close to the end of the podcast, but we're not right at the end because we've got to answer. Wait, let me do a drum roll. Oh, good, good sound effect. Thank you. Last week's question of the podcast answered this week from last week but doing it this week so can you remember what last week's question of the podcast was oh I think it was the really philosophical one about eggs no 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 no. (laughs) the one one after that um are most people generally good Uh, the the question was are most eggs I mean people (laughs) generally good and we had a really diverse response to the question are most people generally good but interestingly a lot of people struggled with it as much as we did, because it's not a question that's particularly easy to answer. Um, and let me give you some of the answers we got. So, some of the answers we got were... Drum roll. 
So Lee Harris said, I used to view people on how I view myself. And as I think I'm a good person, I took people on face value. As I matured, I realised that it, that isn't always the case and there are some real idiots out there. Mm. Thankfully, I think most of this decent. I agree with Lee in terms of viewing people how you view yourself because uh-huh. I think if you think you're a good person, you view, with the odd exception, most people are generally good. But um, Lee wasn't the only um, only person who commented him, was he? No. So what was the, some of the other comments? Um, Alan Hopgood, I hope I'm saying his name right. Alan Hopgood, yeah. <laughs> he put, yes, generally, unless they're driving. Yeah, so, so weirdly, in our family, I don't drive that much, do I? Nope. And if I am, I'm probably the bloke who's annoying Alan by driving. So apologies for that, Alan. Um, I'll try and be a better driver next time. Uh, how about Mikey? Mikey's a, Mikey's a regular contributor now. He contributed last week as well. Ooh. Well, he said, I think that's a very deep question. Being good is trained, and as can being selfish. From young, the way we know life, the way we are Life the way, the way we're shown. shown. What's that from? <clears throat> well... Interestingly, it goes back to what we're trying to do. It's like sort of what role model will show you how to be good. Um, I think, um, what do you think about being good? Do you think being good is a choice or it just comes naturally? I think... Or is it learned? Oh, it's difficult. It's it's learned, but it's also a choice. But for some reason, it's it's a combination of all three. Yeah. But I think some people, it, it comes naturally because of the way they were raised and yeah. the certain environments they were raised gotcha. in, gotcha. I suppose. Yeah. So it does kind of matter. Yeah, so environment it. matters. Mm. It's not in your genes, no? It's not my genes. <laughs> Is it in your genetic makeup? Not my makeup either. Oh, <laughs> God, they get worse and worse and worse. You just ruined me telling that story. And for once, somebody asked me what I think. And I said in a comment on Facebook that I think most people are good, um, but the definition of good um, is perceived differently depending on who you are, because you're, you're all heroes of your, your own story. Heidi came and came with us with a comment, and she said, "Everyone has capacity to be good and do good, and then make a good make a choice. Mostly, we choose to do good. Don't think anyone genuinely wakes up with the intention of being a bad person." Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And Darren just went down the rabbit hole and said, I think you may need to start with what your definition of most generally and good is. Uh, So I suppose that depends on the individual because what you perceive as generally good, I might perceive as generally all right. So so what do you perceive as most? Uh, I think that's a a, a solid 20, 75%. 51% of people is most, isn't it? Statistically or not? Statistically, yes, but... Most would have to be a good seventy-five percent. Seventy-five percent is most. A good okay, interesting. Of so, so we had interestingly for a conversation we struggled with. Many people said uh, most people are generally good in their personal opinion. Brett Davidson, Tim Morris, uh, Karina, Justin Gaffney had a, uh, had, a had an interesting. Um, he wrote comment. a paragraph. He wrote a whole paragraph, and he said he's not the only one too. And he said, in essence, yes. However, I think very few people have an unwavering moral imperative. When temptation presents, I think most people can easily be swayed to do not necessarily what they know is right, but give in to temptation to think they can get away with it. I think there's always an element of, of temptation that comes into play. Um, 
but I like to think that most people do the right thing and not the mm. easiest thing most times. And our old friend Claire Walsh, who was question, uh, who was kindness story of the week last week, right? Claire was kindness story so. of the she week was last one week. One of the kindness stories, yeah. Um, said a hundred percent. And I feel pleased that other people concur. Believing that most people are fundamentally good is good for us too. And we've agreed with that because yeah. if you've got a positive life perspective, yeah. it's helpful for us. I can think of two people I know who think the opposite. Uh, and that makes, uh, mo- I, most people are generally self-motivated and not up to any good. And that one should always keep one's back up. And I think that makes for a much more miserable experience. Claire, I'm with you 100% on that. I think you're absolutely right. You choose how optimistically you want to see the world. Uh, but I know even through my rose-tinted glasses, it's quite a good place to live. Some people have just given the simple answer. Yes. <laughs> Jenny Goldsmith just said yes. yes. Most people, they just said yes, most people are good. And to illustrate that most people are generally good, uh, we've got some more listeners' kindness stories. So do you want to sort of... Okay, do the I'll read one? them out. Yeah. Okay, so my nan... Your nan? My nan. Um, Good old Robert. Robbie White. <laughs> Robert she, she's had a... She's had a, she had a nose in a couple of our podcasts she, she, now. She's, she's been in a couple of podcasts. Namely, she got told off for not mentioning any, any Harry Potter characters. And then after we recorded it, she commented and commented a Harry Potter character. She did. She didn't mention Voldemort, though. Um, okay. She, she commented... I, oh, she commented a couple, what, actually. What things do you do that are kind? Okay, so she makes dinner for John... His granddad. Um, she bought him some nice jeans, and she's looking after oh, one. Granddad's, of... granddad's got jeans. He might be in his jeans. <laughs> and she's looking I after wonder one if he's of... got makeup. I wonder if he's in his genetic makeup. Uh, okay. <laughs> and she's looking after one of her granddaughters, so her parents can have a weekend away. Uh, she said, "I think that is being very kind." Yeah. So I, we spoke last week, didn't we, about how sometimes the tiny. Yeah. Acts of kindness are the more important ones. So I think you're right. Kathleen Kate, Kath Kate said, I left a guy who only needed a gift card go in front of me at Waitrose. Now that, that's actually quite a kind thing. It, I mean, it is a kind thing, but you're opening the thing to queue jumping then. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like sort of, I think it's actually a kind thing because most people, they get really aggravated when they see someone. So it's not only letting them go in front of you. Yeah. It's also opening yourself up to a little bit of aggravation from others. You know, yeah, because because there's other people in the queue. But life's too short to worry about a two-minute wait at a queue, isn't it? Not that I go, you can wait for an hour. Not that I go shopping that often, so uh, um, I, I sort of I don't care. But Anna Alassani had a comment. Uh, Anna Alassani took some fruit and flowers into my neighbour who had just come out of hospital after a minor art. Also, the lady at the... Uh, nail bar didn't charge me for my daughter to get her nails done as it is her birthday what a lovely gesture so two again really small simple acts of kindness which proves uh categorically that most people are generally good so we're still after your acts of kindness we still want to hear stories of kindness and where can people get in touch with us charlotte Hola, kindness. Hola, kindness. Um, so it's H-O-L-A, kindness on Twitter. You can get in touch with us on our own Twitter bios, and that's Chris Dave's Twitter handles. There is that go. the right phrase? Yeah, bio is the bit you write yourself. Of course it is, yeah, of course it is. And it describes you. Yeah, so thanks, Charlotte. So Twitter handles, I'm at Chris Dames, D for Delta, A for Alphabet, E for... Egg. 
egg. M for Murgy. Murgy. Murgy masala. Uh, and S for sugar. I thought you were going to say sweet. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll say sweet next time. Yeah. Um, and what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Charlotte C. Hat. <laughs> I actually know my bio off my heart. Sure. I'm not going to repeat it though. Charlotte C H A R L O T T E J J D A E M S. Is it Charlotte J J Dames? No, Charlotte J Dames. But obviously, if I'm spelling it all out, then I have to tell people how to spell J because sometimes people assume that it's J A Y or yeah. But you can find all of our information on the Kindness Project website, which is www thekindnessproject.co.uk. So until next time, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Kindness Project. Cheerio!